Hi, I'm Paul Stringfellow and welcome to Tech Interviews. This week we wrap up our IT Avengers panel with part two of my chat with Ed, Mick, Rory and Jason discussing pressing IT challenges and what we expect to see as the next big thing. So settle back and enjoy the show. So, um, well, let, let's move on to our uh, our third guest then, uh, Jason. Hi, um, Jason. So, what, what's the um, what's kind of the key challenge then that you're seeing uh, from your business customers? You know, what, what's the thing that they're trying to solve, and uh, maybe how are they going about doing that? So, um, around the same theme that we're going is assessment and understanding. Understanding, understanding your infrastructure, understanding how you use the infrastructure, understanding, you know, your data processes, your business processes, um, what you could transform and move to the cloud what you need to remain on premises how you take your everyday it operations and consumerize them um you know that the challenges are all around consumption and analysis uh and and that's something that we're seeing a lot more services in now um and i think that leads into some of you know what i think the future challenges will be a bit as well in that um especially us group here, we're not particularly getting any younger. And, and as Ed mentioned, you've got a lot of people coming into this uh, industry that, you know, have been started from a cloud first and a, an API first. There, there's probably going to be a point where a lot of the basics and the older stuff gets lost. Yeah, and um, I, mean, I think, again, I, I think it's a really interesting point being made there as well about this kind of assessment, you know, this idea of not just taking technology for technology's sake, but the idea of understanding you know both where you are and where you're heading you know and, and, and I mean how well do you in kind of conversations you have with your customers you know how how well do they tend to understand both where they are today and where it actually is they're trying to get I think they have a very clear vision on where they want to be um, I think their judgment on where they are is not always very clear they, they, they kind of think they're ahead of where they are um, a lot of the times, the, you know, they've, they've got this idea of, I just want to pick this up and put it in the cloud. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm ready for that. I'm ready for big data. I'm ready for analytics. I'm, I'm ready for, you know, the consumption model of the cloud. Yet, you know, they're probably still running an application that was developed in Fortran or COBOL in the 80s. Yeah. And it's running on AOX or something. And yeah. like, I need to integrate this into my cloud strategy. Like, yeah, Where's the API? Yeah. Can I, can I consume <laughs> yeah. this for an API? Yeah, no, it doesn't. So, you know, I think I think understanding is is not there all the time, and I think that's where the industry needs to help. Um, you know, I think there's there's going to be a big trend in not just the traditional professional services of providing, you know, infrastructures and and solutions, but I think there's going to be a lot more around business services and analytics and business consulting, process consulting. I think, you know, as the the need for kit on the ground kind of lessens slightly. It'll always be there, but there'll be less of an impact of that. The people in our industry will, you know, skill in a different manner. We'll, we'll start to get to a point where we're there to help develop business processes. We'll be CTOs for hire. We'll be CIOs for hire. Those sorts of roles where we come in and we help businesses understand their data, get the most from their data, and and, and how to manage it and look into maintain it. We'll we'll come back to that point actually about developing new skills because I think that's a really important one. Um, 
Uh, not that everything else wasn't, but but that was important as well. Um, I, I mean, just to pick up on that with Rory for a second, you know, is that because uh, again, like I said before, you you kind of see the industry from a slightly different view. You you kind of a maybe a, a slight step removed from maybe where where some of the other guys are. Um, but is that something that you see as well? This kind of um, you know ability to understand where they are, you know, where a business is today before it starts to make that leap about where they want to go. You know, are you seeing that people have a grasp on that or is it, you know, is it actually a struggle for people to, you know, not only understand where they are right now, but maybe potentially where they want to go and how they get there? That's a very good point. I think um, that's where Arrow has been fitting in very nicely over the last uh, six to 12 months is is helping people understand uh, how we can help you achieve that, um that end goal. Uh, I think, you know, one of the areas that we've been focusing on a lot, um, especially in the UK, is uh, helping people see where they can be within five years uh, and, and how they get to that. So what skills do they need today, tomorrow, for the future? What direction are they going to be heading into? Um, something that Jason mentioned there, you know, the business processes and the consulting side of things, that's, you know, that's starting to look more at, at, what, at how we see the Internet of Things helping industry as we move forward, you know, we, we talk about, uh, you know, we've got a, a bit of a cheesy slogan from, from an Arab point of view. You know, we help you from sensor to sunset, you know, from the design and creation right the way up to the, the asset recovery of that um, sensor uh, and everything that goes with that in the IoT industry. Um, and, and for companies that have been around for 15, 20 years and been selling, you know, hardware and software, it's, it's how do we move into that space? What can we do? Uh, and that's 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 kind of where we are going and, and what we're trying to help our partners get to today. Yeah, and I think that's um, I actually think that's a really good point as well. But you know, we we see um, you know we see these shiny new trends and new technologies. And I think you know we, we've we've all heard the story, haven't we, of the MD on the golf course listening to his mates and wondering why we aren't, why don't we have a cloud, why don't we have a yeah, I, I mean, is that still a problem that you see that people, you know, are are kind of hearing about shiny new baubles, but have no idea where they where they necessarily sit in their business, but just want to have it to say that they've got it? I think there's, there's there there are people that want to move down that route, uh, and and ultimately, if that's the the area, that's the reason you're going to go down there, you're more likely to fail. Um, you know, it's a bit like you've mentioned it on your podcast a few times. Um, recently you know gdpr isn't an it problem you know it's a business process that needs to be tackled it's the same thing with iot if we can get in and see an area of 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 difficulty that you have in your business that we might be able to address would that be something you want to look at and iot and industry um and manufacturing and the like has has come on leaps and bounds because of that Uh, so it's it's from that that i see a lot more um differentiation from our partners and the ability to, to scale up on these will make them more relevant in the future uh, I mean, just go to you, Ed, to kind of uh, round up a little on this point. But, you know, is that, you know, how how much do you see the importance of this kind of assessment and understanding, you know, of, you know for, for maybe even the work, that, for, for the work that you do, you know, how important it is for an organisation to fully appreciate kind of what they've got now and the challenge they're trying to solve? You know, how, how do you see that? Yeah, I think there's a, you know, there's definitely a little bit of an issue where, the CIO on the golf course, I don't know, here's somebody talking about big data or Internet of Things, as Rory said, I'm dropping the buzzwords now, like, boom, boom, boom. Um, uh, yeah, they say, like, There's oh, no wait. extra money in it for you, Ed. There's no need to. Uh, unfortunately not. Um, yeah, no, this is a problem. When people hear about things and they're just like, yeah, we need to get to, we need to be able to do that. But they, they've got no idea how they're going to get there. They've, um, 
they don't, as we talked about earlier, they don't understand what their infrastructure looks like. They don't understand how to consume these new services. I mean, it's always going to be a challenge. And, and But this is not a new thing, right? When I, I first got into consultancy 10 years ago, my job as a consultant then, well, actually, for mostly then it was installing that up shelves. But, you know, the job of a consultant 10 years ago was still the same as it is now. You, you were doing education and helping businesses act better through IT. It was just because we weren't talking about sexy cloud stuff, you know, we were still we were still educating people on how how they could make their business better. Yeah. So I don't think that just because we're now in the cloud generation that the problems have changed. They've the the pain points have just changed slightly if that if that makes sense. Yeah, I think it does completely and I think the idea that um Ultimately, and I think some of you touched on earlier on, actually, that, that ultimately the, the reason people deploy technology is to solve a business challenge. You know, they don't or shouldn't be deploying technology just because it's a shiny new box and, and they feel that they should. It's because they've got a business problem to solve. They find an appropriate technology that helps them to do that and and deploy it for that reason so you know i think that's i think that's really valid and um i mean jason yeah. just to just to come back to you on it um being as you brought it up um you, you mentioned something there that i thought was was really interesting as well about this idea of, of skills um it, i mean is that a problem that you you're seeing your customers having that they are they don't necessarily have the skill set to help them to take advantage of technologies they want to uh, you know and is that is that going to be a big problem for them yeah i think so i think Traditionally, the ecosystems have changed at a, a relatively average pace. So, yeah, you've always had customers that had problems with, with skill sets, but you didn't. You had a market that was quite buoyant and full of people with available skill sets. Where we've moved into a generation of things changing very, very rapidly, and you know, you can you can be looking at completely new ways of doing things every year or so. Yeah. Um, the challenge in keeping up with that now. And the challenge of, you know, not just becoming an infrastructure person, but becoming a developer um, and the DevOps model and, and the consumption model and API first and those things. There is a lot more skills to take up. There are a lot more skills to keep up to date with and they change a lot quicker. So your average, especially in the UK, we're a heavy public sector services driven industry um, We've we've got. You know, people that have been doing the same job for 15, 20 years and, and, and upskilling into those new technologies. And it's not just at the boots level. It's, you know, all the way up to the sea level where you've got to understand these new technologies, not necessarily know them in depth, but you need to have an appreciation of them to build your business strategies, to make the most of your data, to make the most of, you know, whether it's, you know, the data of your customers or whatever else you've got, like my um Mick was talking about the, the toll data, you know, to monetize that and improve your business to get a better return on investment. You need to understand these strategies and, and the way that the market changes, the way that the technologies change to to get the most of it. And and once you've got that, um, you, you can make a change and you can you can, you know, transform your business. But you know, even at the C level, people don't necessarily understand these things. And I think there is far more opportunity for consulting at all levels not just at the traditional boots level on the you know tools in the in the workshop sort of thing um there's definitely some more opportunities for consultancy services at the top end so i think you raise a really good point then jay as well actually about a kind of pace of change um what was the last kind of major skills revolution in it right it was probably you know, when vSphere hit a tipping point in what, 2006, 2007, and everyone was like, I'm virtualizing everything. 
that was pretty much as revolutionary as it got until, well, I don't know, 2015, when everyone started talking about containers. And like six months ago, containers are legacy tech, right? It's all about serverless. Do you know what I mean? Like the, the pace of change and innovation is happening so fast now that it really is difficult to, even for those of us who, who whose job it is to keep current, uh, it's difficult for us. Imagine somebody who's been an exchange admin for 15 years. So it's it's very, very difficult for, for people to keep abreast of new technologies if it's not part of their day job, I think. I, I think yeah. yeah, I think you're 100% right. Um, uh, you know, and that that rate, you know, and, and we as people in who spend our days in the IT industry, yeah, I think there's a real challenge for those who are trying to make IT business decisions about how on earth do you keep up, you know, how on earth do you make sure you're getting good advice and, and making the right decisions. Um, but look, as, as we're kind of running to uh, a, a little bit towards the end of our time, I, I want to bring uh, bring Rory in really to talk about um, the challenges that that you're seeing, Rory. So, you know, what what's kind of the main business challenge that you're seeing, the main IT business challenge at least uh, that that you're seeing in your day-to-day role oh, well I, I kind of I think we've kind of touched on it uh, previously but I think people are down go down this cloud path uh, and they're at different levels um, uh, different stages on that journey and uh, I'm having to switch it up with with partners that are they're very heavily involved in now maybe have their own cloud offering to to ones that are kind of just wanting to get on board with it have been deep in in virtualization and on and, and that sort of thing for a number of years that they they've kind of nearly let that that first generation of cloud infrastructure those cloud services pass them by uh, and trying to you know catch on to to what's going on nowadays uh, probably in a second wave um something there i mean it kind of draws in with what we've just been talking about i think you know the rate of change not only is is, is ever increasing but i think the the amount of information that that's coming out you know um on a daily basis you know about these different technologies is, is huge and, and trying to keep abreast of all of that is is making it difficult for people to keep up uh, and make a decision of you know what is going to be the next big bet what technology should we look at um and how should we be implementing it you know what's right today uh, might be right tomorrow might be right for what we want to do in five years time um and and you know where we want to be how we can do that so my challenge and, and our company's challenge is trying to bring that information and trying to keep up to date with that um on a regular basis and it, it sometimes it does feel difficult to keep your head above water yeah and like you said and as Ed pointed out before you know and, and even for for people who spend all their time in the IT industry and whether that's as somebody who's purchasing IT for their business or day-to-day consulting or you know advising in, in terms of IT you know it, there's a lot of things to keep up with um, but I mean I mean just actually going back to you Rory there I mean what 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 are some tips that you maybe could give people as ways of uh, you know of trying to keep abreast of stuff obviously other than listening to the tech interviews podcast you know what what are the kind of um, what are the kind of tools are available what are the kind of forum are there for them to to kind of keep up to date with stuff i, I, I think there's so many out there it's, it's find one that you can identify with something that you know that you can get on well listen to read you know everybody has a different way of learning a different way of taking in information you know is it I mean, like ourselves, we probably do a lot of, of different uh, different um, media types. But, um, you know, find somebody that you like, find somebody you like listening to or reading about. Um, also find a technology that you want to learn about. You know, there's, there's no point in, in, in saying, right, I'm going to go off and learn all about the API environment if you hate coding. You know, if that's not your thing, there's no point spending time at it just because you think that's going to be the, 
the next big thing for you. Um, there's, there's, there's plenty of other things out there. Uh, I'd, I'd say concentrate on that. So what, what about you, Ed? Is there, is there some tips that you could give uh, give listeners to say, you know, if they want to try and keep up with um, with technology, some good ways of doing that? Yes. I mean, I, I would like to say get involved in the community, go to your local VMUGs, go to your, you know, technology of choice meetups, go and see things like the AWS meetups. There's hundreds of people there, you know, but pick something you're interested in and and just get involved. It's not it's not difficult to to get a kind of understanding of new technologies and where they fit. You don't have to be an expert, as everyone else has said, but it's, it's, it's very, very easy to engage with people in the community. You know, there's thousands of people on Twitter who, who talk about technology on a daily basis. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure I spend half my, uh, half my day on Twitter. Don't tell my boss, hopefully he's not listening, <laughs> you know, but no, I mean, in all seriousness, it's really, really useful. There's loads of knowledge out there. Just get talking to people. And, you know, even without thinking you're learning, you will learn stuff. Obviously, there's the obvious stuff as well, like go on plural site and do some actual formal training. But I've always found getting getting involved in the community side of it, you'll, you'll kind of learn stuff by osmosis to a certain extent, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think, um, I mean, at least half of your time on Twitter is spent talking about technology. Uh, what the other half is spent talking about <laughs> is is for another another day. Um, I mean, Jason, actually, just to... Just Not to safe for up, work. Yeah, um, yeah um, but um, I mean, Jason, just to pick on that, maybe on a slightly different slant. Um, do you see that, uh, you know, how, how well do you see your customers actually do what both Ed and Rory have talked about? Because, you know, I, I buy into both those things. I think engaging with the community, getting yourself to some of these major events, you know, whether that's a vendor event or whether it's, you know, think something like an IP Expo or, you know, um, you know th- those kind of events. But, I, I mean, do you see your customers making that kind of investment? And, I mean, if they don't, or well, actually if they do, do they find that as, a, as something that's beneficial to them? I do. I think... What I see more often is that we have to educate them and um, spend some time on helping them understand that investment and and where the return is. Um, once people, you know, I don't I don't think a lot of people blindly put forward to go to conferences um, or to attend user meetings and, and user groups uh, or, or or spend money on training. A lot of time, um, you know, it's a uh, it's been a rough few years for certain industries and and, and this country in particular. Um, so that you know things are more questioned um, as to spe- expenditure, but with the right you know um, discussions and the right um, helping hand towards you know returning investment and i think people do start to see a benefit to it um i i, I implore everyone to you know attend a conference for, for a technology that you like and go to a, a user group and make those social connections because i think more of this industry is about networking than anything else yeah I, i'm 100 percent with you i think that 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 you know it's something that you know i was probably a little bit slow to but actually i think that that idea of investing in community and investing in looking at some of these conferences whether it's a conference that like you said a, a particular vendor you like uh, is putting on that that's worth going to or whether it's some of these more broad broad scale conferences and expos i think i think there's always value in in doing those but like you said you know you, you've got to justify justify that investment as well um well look guys we're, we're coming to the end of our time here so what i want to do is uh, just quickly um go go around the room one last time and just get a quick view on what you think is going to be the next 
uh, the next step that you're seeing businesses uh, and, and your customers want to take and what's their kind of next next big challenge so um maybe i'll do this in reverse order this time so uh, i'll start with you rory you know what's the um what's the thing that you're perhaps seeing as that next kind of uh, big step for for your customers probably carrying on with the the sort of the the iot conversations we'll be learn, looking more into the the machine learning side of things you know okay it's, it's good that we get all this information coming in you know what can we do with it how can we be clever with that and so on so that's probably going to be the next big thing that that we're definitely going to try and start promoting because from a distribution point of view we're trying to get them scaled up so they are ready for that conversation two years three years down the line yeah i, I mean i think you know I, I don't think anybody's going to argue with uh, you, you know with that and it, it was something that mick kind of kind of touched on a little earlier um uh, and what about yourself jason yeah what, what are the kind of things that you'll see in your customers you know what's their their next area of focus I think there's going to be a few different things that we, we see. One is um, the continued understanding of, of, of data and, and applications. I think we're going to see a time where we've got the, those people that took that early adoption of a cloud-first, cloud-everything model, especially the people that took that lift-and-shift approach. I think we're going to see more as they realize that that OPEX model is no longer cost-effective. We're going to see more people wanting to manage that more people want to transform their applications into cloud native or as uh, Mick alluded to earlier people some people pulling the data out to, to make best you know um, best use of their investment invest in the compute on an OPEX model um, but host the data yourselves so I think the the skilling and then the transformation will be the, the big next things and, uh, and and to wrap up Ed what, what about you what, what are the kind of things you're seeing as that that next uh, next phase next challenge that business wants to take on so I'm going to be really boring, and I'm going to agree with Jason. Um, I think the the most or the biggest challenge for customers is going to be a knowing where your data is and decoupling that data. I mean, what, if they've gone into the cloud, knowing where it is and decoupling that data away from kind of the underlying infrastructure, so they can migrate it between clouds, on premises, run it wherever they wish. Right. So if if they have moved lift and shift into a cloud provider they can easily just pull that data back on-prem without having to bring back all the VMs and all that good stuff. I think the the, the data mobility story is going to be the biggest thing people are going to need. Or, not just mobility, but really knowing where that data is and knowing what it is and where it should be running. Do you know what I mean? I mean, you've known me for a few years. Uh, how excited did I get when Data Fabric got announced? Very. It was, the, you know... It's Unusually the, it's the, excited. Exactly, it's the dream, right? It's the utopia. You can, you've got a unifying fabric tying everything together, similar to how Rubrik do. One plug, the only one so far in the show. <laughs> um, you know, and and it doesn't matter where your data is. It doesn't matter what it's doing. You know where it is. You know how to control it. You can put it back to wherever it needs to be. It's the utopia. And that is still still somewhere that people need to go, but they don't even necessarily know it yet, you know? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think, I, I, you know, again, I, I can't agree enough with that. You know, I think the idea that understanding and managing this kind of huge asset that we've got that is data is is kind of a crucial next step. I mean, we've certainly seen lots of customers being concerned about management and security and compliance. And then as kind of Rory alluded to and Mick earlier on, that the idea that 
what they want to be able to do next now is to try and get more more value from that data. You know, I think that's certainly kind of the area yeah. that, that that we're seeing. So, well, look, guys, look, really appreciate time. You know, we, we've come to come to the end of uh, this marathon session. Um, and for those who wondered uh, what we did with Mick, it wasn't because we'd uh, over overstepped our Irish accents contingent on this episode. Uh, <laughs> Mick Mick did have to get off for a previous engagement. So I'd like to thank Mick for his time. I'll make sure his contact details are in the show notes. Um, but before we wrap up, guys, why don't uh, you know? Uh, maybe starting with you Ed why don't you let people know where they can find you online uh, maybe where they can find some of the stuff that uh, some of the information that you put out there and how that on earth they can haunt you on the Twitters if they want <laughs> okay so yeah um, uh, I'm on the Twitters at uh, at MO6020 and I you probably don't want to follow me on there because as Rory's touched on earlier it is half cat pictures and half work and some other stuff as well but it's fun anyway and i also blog at uh, blog.edmorgan.info yeah i'd suggest you follow you on the twitter and just filter out the bits that are not work related um and uh, and jason how do how do people stalk you online uh i'm at ja benedicic on the twitters uh, you should probably put that in the show notes because my uh surname's not the easiest to to get around um jason benedicic on linkedin and soon Coming soon-ish, thedatacenterbrit.co.uk. Nice, I, I like. Nice that. URL, I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's very good. And uh, and Rory, should people wish to uh, hear more of your uh, dulcet Irish tones, where where on earth might I find you? Um, I like yourself. I like to try and crop up on any podcast that that that'll swing <laughs> a mic in my direction. But uh, if they if they want a more um, concise note, probably uh, on Twitter at McBride underscore Rory. Uh, or uh, Rory McBride uh, on WordPress is probably another place you can find me. Yeah, uh, all three guys. Um, well, well, Jason will be, uh, but, but Ed and Rory both have a have a great informative blog that's uh, that's well worth checking out, and and are indeed fun on the Twitters. So, um, gents, look, thanks very much, and uh, it's great talking to you all, and look forward to speaking to you all again very soon. Thank you, as always. Much, Cheers, guys. I hope you enjoyed that. Show notes for techstringy.com, as well as all of our previous Tech Interviews episodes. Next week, I get an update on the news from VMworld 2017, and I'm joined by a group of guests from this year's event in Vegas. To make sure you catch it, then why not subscribe? You can find the show on SoundCloud, iTunes and Stitcher, as well as all other good homes of podcasts. And hey, if you get the chance, why not leave us a review? So until next time, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.